Welcome back to Dazed and Confused 33 and a third. I'm Jarf, and I'm so excited for this week on the show. I've got two great guests for you, and we have got a really fun section in the movie to talk about. But before we get into that, let me introduce Nick and Tiffany, the hosts of Black Girls Do Stuff Too. Welcome, Nick and Tiffany. Hi, thank Hi. you for having us. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, we're super excited to be here. <laughs> Well, I'm excited to have you. And like I mentioned, this fun segment, it starts with Mitch coming home and it ends with Wooderson telling Mitch it'd be a lot cooler if he had a join. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, So we're into act two of the movie. We've gone through the hazing and now we're into the cruising. So this is where the movie really kicks into gear and nice montage you see a lot of the characters and i just wondered was there a moment in this that spoke to you and why or why not hmm. i guess i uh, you can go oh yeah go ahead Tiff. okay no, go ahead i will go i think the only part that probably spoke to me was um well no actually i had two parts one was the girls in the car um when they're kind of gossiping about the other girl saying stuff behind their back or saying stuff about the other two girls behind their back. And then when she finally tells them that uh, she called you, are we allowed to curse? Yes. Okay. She called you a bitch and she called you a slut. And the one girl started laughing. I identified with her because that's something I would do if somebody told me that somebody called me a bitch. I would laugh. I would think it was funny. The other one was probably the kid in the back seat when they asked him if he had a joint on him and he was like, not at this, not not at present. That would be something I would say to that at his age. Uh, <laughs> not on me. <laughs> I, I like I like both of those, Tiff. And I've got a little fun fact for that scene that you called out. Mm-hmm. So Joey Lauren Adams and Parker Posey wrote that scene. Did they really? Oh, yes. wow. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. The director, Richard Linklater, he's got a nice collaborative style so he really allows the actors to bring things to the movie while it's in production and so he kind of they wanted to give their characters a little bit more to do so they came up with that idea of of that girl talk scene and see that actually works because in high school that is girls do talk like that like oh so and so has been i know she's been saying some stuff behind your back what did she say tell me i won't be angry that's something that we would say and then as soon as you tell them i can't believe she said that 100 percent. yeah i i like siobhan's reaction to that she's like you said you weren't going to be angry man she's like i'm not mad right (laughs) which is just so funny to me because i i'm not and i've never been a gossip Mm -hmm. i actually like kind of turn my ears off or I'll like remove myself or try to change the subject so watching scenes like that it reminds me of being in places where I would see other people talking knowing good and well I had information but I was like I'm not a gossip like that's not my (laughs) business like I'll watch from over here 
So it like brought back brought back a little PTSD for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> High school PTSD. Oh no. Because you don't even want to uh, be in the same room because if somebody says so and so said such and such about me and I heard you were there. Exactly. <laughs> sure and what? I tell people all the time, I'm like, yeah, I was there, but I didn't say anything, it's not my business. Mm-hmm. For me, <laughs> I think the scene that really like it was like a moment in, in the scene. It was like a, a really brief moment. And it's when the girl car and the boy car pass each other. And they're like flirting kind of through the window, smiling, whatever. Like, hey, I see you. I see you too, boo. Like, that was my <laughs> moment because I still live there. <laughs> so I'm like, that is like, you if know. you've I seen our Twitter, you know she still lives there. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, instead of car to car, it's flirting across the timeline. Mm-hmm. Slide into her I'll DMs. Flirt. I can't, I really can't help it. I flirt with everyone and everything. I can't I can't help it. <laughs> so like I love that moment because it does like I think at any age you can identify with that. But then specifically like high school to college years, you're like you're out with your friends, you ride across like a car with people you're interested in or that you think are cute or just for fun and like you kind of give each other looks. Sometimes you know if it's if you're in Miami on South Beach, you might stick your head out the window. Like, you know, so it just like brings back memories for me. I mean, if we were rolling down the 301 in Waldorf, we, I might do the same thing. <laughs> stick my head out the window. At that age, as an adult now, I'm more reserved. Right. <laughs> yeah, Nick's like, not me. <laughs> I know. I'm like, hmm, I'm not that reserved. I'll definitely, I'll definitely holler if I see something I like. And I would be the one grabbing her by the back of her shirt, trying to pull her back in the car. Like they're gonna, they're gonna mug us. <laughs> You're gonna get us mugged. Well, since we're getting into the high school reminiscence, let's go there. Okay. So, if they made a movie about your high school days, what would play on the soundtrack in your version of this scene? Oh, that's such a good one. Song. Oh, that's yours? Then? Oh, no, 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 no. The Pretty Ricky song. The Cruising Down 95. Oh, okay. Okay. What is that's that one? one. Mm-hmm. You can see my body. My eye, that one. Yep. My because body, I felt like, yeah. even though that was probably more of our college times, I just remember everybody where I was playing, like blasting that song in their car if they were driving anywhere. It was just like the <laughs> song to blast. So that one. Okay. For me, especially considering the crowd I was around at the time, it'd probably be Hoobastank. Oh, <laughs> like, which one? Yeah, for sure. Probably the, the reason? reason. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, very emo. We were very, I was super In 2005, emo. <laughs> we were super emo. Like, so that, that fits. Emo. Something by them or Dashboard Confessionals. I yep. could also see that. Yep. So that I know for a fact that because I know there were many times we were driving around middle of the night in Waldorf, like mm-hmm. blasting Hoobastank and Incubus and things like that. And, or randomly, Knuck yeah. a Few yeah. Buck, because that was also the song of our <laughs> high school. <laughs> I don't think that would be mine. <laughs> what, what about, about you, you? What about me? You, believe it or not, that's the first time any of my guests have turned the question back on me. <laughs> But for for cruising around, we listen to a lot of the Ramones. Okay. And mm, so, nice. it, I mean, even though I'm dating myself a little, but I was I didn't go to high school in the seventies. Right. 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 <laughs> um, but that high school is when I discovered punk rock. Okay. Okay. So it would probably be "Chasing the Night" by the Ramones. Oh, that's such a good one. 
that's such a good one. <laughs> yeah, I do like that one too. Yeah. And you, you have a fine ear for good music because you pick the subject, so, you know, <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right, all right, all right. Uh, so, the song they use in the movie, Lowrider mm-hmm. by War, uh, how do you feel like that's working? Is it is it enhancing the story or is it detracting from it at all? made me think of George Lopez and I was like should I be in bed right now because I feel like George <laughs> Lopez is the soundtrack to my to my nighttime when I, especially when I was that age was it on like in syndication or mm-hmm. so you would kind of see it every night yeah it was on Nick at Night so I, I fell asleep to Nick at Night most of the time <laughs> so I would wake up to George, George Lopez actually because no matter what volume you had it on it always seemed to like blast Whenever the, the lowrider song came on. Well, it comes, it starts out with that just real sharp percussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been listening to the song a bunch just in preparation for tonight. And every time at the very beginning of the song, my dog starts going crazy because she's like, <laughs> someone's at the door. And I'm like, no, we've been through this, Georgie. <laughs> it's lowrider. <laughs> So, so funny so for me it kind of detracts right like I I feel like getting the scene like and kind of what was going on I could see energy wise why they picked the song but anytime I hear that song it is so specific to a culture mm-hmm. um, that I didn't get that feeling like it's either the car culture or the like Latino culture specifically like uh, Mexicans usually yeah. Um, and Southern California Mexicans, like who really like Lopez. dig that song. Yeah, and who like really dig that that song. Or it has to do with like I said, the car culture and having those low riders and seeing all that. And so for me I was like, Okay, I get it from an energy standpoint. It's upbeat, it like kinda keeps you focused on the scene because it's such a groove, but mm-hmm. it didn't fit the scene necessarily for me when yeah. I was watching it. I kind of got like where they were trying to go with the song like it's very much like a they're just like if I were as I was because I have not seen this movie in years I will admit and Mm -hmm. even what I've seen I've only seen in pieces so it to be dropped in this scene it almost felt like the director or the producer whoever cuts the movie together was just trying to make it feel like you're just bouncing between car and car going Mm -hmm. down the road so I got that feeling for it but I agree I think it kind of detracted for sure. Like, I could think of, like, other songs, I think, that would have given you the same energy, but mm-hmm. not, you know what I mean? It fit better for, like, what was what was going on in the scene and who was in the scene, you know? That felt so. more like a Summer of 69 song for me. Yeah, something like that would have like been that great. Like, that would have worked over there. Yeah. Summer of 69? Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Adams? Yep. You mean? Yeah, so... I liked what you said, Tiff, about it setting this mood of like bouncing from car to car. Mm-hmm. And I think zooming out to what they were doing story-wise, that does make sense because these kids aren't going anywhere. They're yeah. just cruising right. just for the sake of cruising. Mm-hmm. So right. Don't have anything else to do. Yeah, we got that. We, we're also from a small town. Well, sort of from outside of D.C., but a small yeah. town nonetheless. Yeah. Like and like I said, I get it because I get the energy that they were giving. But I, I, I would say if I was in the room, and I had to say so, I'd be like, please don't use this song. <laughs> like, please don't use this song. <laughs> like this isn't the one. Like let's find a similar energy, but let's not like use this specific song. 
And I wonder too if that's like a if that's an age thing. It's because we're younger, and this movie came out like in the early '90s, late '80s, right? Like at the yeah. tail end of the '80s. Yeah, um, it came out in the '90s. Yeah. Yeah. So like maybe during that time, it make like if we were watching it during that time period and we were living and teenagers in that time period, that song would make more sense. But I think looking at it in retrospect, it, it's kind of, it doesn't fit to me. Yeah. I yeah. Know. I can see I can see how it takes you out of it. And I don't, I don't know how old summer of 69 is, but I, I can see how that could work in terms of giving the right tone Mm-hmm. But uh-huh. from what I've read about the movie, the director really stuck to only using music that was out in the time period that he set the movie in. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Like there was even a record that came out the next year. And he's just like, I really love that song. But you know what? This is set in 76. That didn't come out till 77. Not going to use it. So he was uh-huh. really trying to document. I think that Summer 69 is from the 80s, but I could be I wrong. Think, no, I think you're 100% correct. I don't know, but something like, okay, so... Yeah, I if you were like, trying to think of like a 70s song, what would you go Yeah, for? so maybe like, for me, like, play that funky music. You know what I mean? Like, that might have been a really good jam. And I know that that came out, it was just on like a, a quiz show or like a trivia that I did. So I know that that came out around... 76 77-ish time period so like for me something like that because it's still high energy it's a bob love machine would have been really good you know something like that like because like i keep that same tempo yeah you know it keeps that same tempo keeps that same bounce keeps that same bop that vibe it's very i was thinking play that funky music has a very similar tempo Mm -hmm. yeah so either i think either of those two for me would have been like you know play a funky music or like uh love machine would have been like my my two whoops what year was this sudden again you said 76 mm-hmm. so no that wouldn't have worked either i was gonna say i could also feel a little donna summers i feel love but mm-hmm. it literally came out the year after i just googled it <laughs> so i wonder if that was the song he wanted i don't think so i don't remember what it was but i i don't remember it being disco Although disco is the best music, let me go on record and say that. Right <laughs> oh shit, I love disco. Me too. Well, cool. Okay, well, we came up with some punch-up suggestions for the movie, like mm-hmm. I like to do. You know, do. if they do a remake or anything, you know, just saying, bring us in, creative director, we got you. <laughs> <laughs> although it probably would be set in the early 2000s, and then I would say you could still go somewhere of 69, but somebody remade it while we were in high school. Well, the, it was the Ataris. It's a group called the Ataris. So, I mean, Summer of 69 would still fly if they wanted to do yeah. set a movie in 2000. There you go. Early 2000s. Yeah, we'll have to see because I'm thinking um, boy bands ruled. <laughs> boy bands that were both pop and even though bands didn't want them to call themselves boy bands, they were still boy bands. They were bands full of boys. So, like Incubus. Mm-hmm. Um, who a little yellow those, card. Like that's work of Axonals. Yeah, jump, mm-hmm. red jumpsuit apparatus. Like all of those groups, they could be chosen too. Yeah. Ooh, all American rejects. See, you're taking us oh, back now yeah. to music <laughs> of, our, of our high school. This sorry, is stuff that I'm we sorry. would listen to if we were sitting in a car cruising around 
our small town of Waldorf, Maryland, when we were in high school. Yeah, so sorry. This is not a music episode. Sorry. <laughs> no, don't apologize. I mean, hell, that's why I wanted to do this podcast, because it's, it, it's fun to look back like that. Mm -hmm. Right, it really is. Well, we've talked mainly about the music so far. Another thing that I love about this movie is the characters. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask both of you, which character is the most or least like who you were growing up? Oh, I'm trying to think because I don't know this movie as well, but I feel like from what I do know, I'm probably... <laughs> I'm probably like a Matthew McConaughey, uh, David. I'm probably like a him. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, he's a little thirsty. That's right? where the, the line where <laughs> I love high school girls come from because as I get older, they stay the same or something like but that. But I'm not a creep. I'm not a creep. <laughs> okay, I just want to put that out there. I'm not a creep. But, like, you know, like, I bring, I feel like I bring the energy. I bring the vibes. I am going to flirt with people. I'm probably going to ask people questions, and I'll be like, um, no. And I'll be like, well, would have been cooler if you did. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's me in a nutshell. So I feel like I could be, I could be a, little bit, a little bit of that, I think. Nice. All right. Nick equals Wooderson. <laughs> Dig it. How about you, Tiff? I feel like I would probably be like a Michelle Mila Jovovich. Vo jo I cannot say her name for some reason right now. Jovovich's character. Mm-hmm. Because I felt like she was kind of more low-key and just kind of there. Well, she wasn't just there, but <laughs> I feel like um, I'm just kind of chill. In high school, I was very chill. Low-key, chill, a little bit spooky. Oh, yeah. I was the kid that was reading Stephen King books when we were in middle school. So, Yeah. <laughs> that was for sure me nice awesome well so those are two really fun picks and <laughs> and you calling out wooderson as as your pick nick it's it reminded me of something that i recently read mm -hmm. about why he especially likes fans of dazed and confused uh-huh he says the Dazed fans are great because they don't want anything from you. They just come up and they start a line and they just wait for you to finish it. Like, <laughs> it'd be a lot cooler if you did. And then they just walk <laughs> off giggling. Just giggling. <laughs> That's so funny because that sounds like something McConaughey, from what I know about him, would say. Like, he seems like a super dope person who would appreciate, like fans of something that's a little bit more um abstract i guess if you want to use that word or just like a little bit more removed from some of the other things that he's done and so i feel like <laughs> i feel like he would really enjoy that and i think if i was like if i was comfortable with the notoriety of being a big star and people came up that's the type of interaction i would probably appreciate more than like oh my god can you take a picture with me <laughs> Like, yeah, know? because then it, it doesn't drag out. It doesn't get awkward. It's just mm -hmm. he, it's just he like you said, he's willing to embrace the fun and they mm -hmm. just have this silly moment of connection. And then and then they go off to just walk off giggling. And right. I also feel like that's probably the character most people associate him with. Like that's the person that people kind of see him as is like the cool, older 
guy, maybe not as creepy. Yeah. <laughs> but still just very much just like just chill, looking for a little weed, just driving around. That type of character. Oh yeah. Especially absolutely. now with his his what is it? Is it Lincoln that he, yep. he does advertisements <laughs> for now? He's still so doing really the fit. same thing. I mean mm-hmm. he's really he's just grown up Wooderson. Like he has a better yeah. car. He, he even does like, the same, like mm-hmm. in, like voice inflection, you know? The speech part and everything, yeah. 100%. (laughs) Oh, those Lincoln ads kill me. I I never know what they're for until he hops in the car and I'm like, oh yeah, it's a car commercial. (laughs) I'm always like, is it cologne? Is he trying to sell us like life insurance? Is this like a low-key AARP commercial? No, it's Lincoln. It's Lincoln. (laughs) You really never know. Like in my mind, it's all... For Interstellar, like everything. He's the advertiser for Interstellar Part Two. <laughs> it's just like that. He's he's like Murph, but he's just like advertising for the new planet. Yeah, you the and your new family. <laughs> That's why he's driving by himself. He's like, "There's so much space. Mm-hmm. You should join me." Like, <laughs> you know what? The one thing that connects us all across the universe is love. It's love. <laughs> oh, that's that's some good McConaughey riffing right there. <laughs> well, this has been a lot of fun. I I wanted to thank you so much for joining, and if you could give our listeners an idea of a little bit about your podcast and what it is, where they can find you on social media if you want to be found, because I am sure that they enjoyed your rapport on this and want to hear some more. Oh, well, of course. If you want to listen to us, you can find us wherever podcasts are at Black Girls Do Stuff 2. We are most active on Twitter. That's BLK Girls Do Stuff. And we do have a Tumblr. It's blackgirlsdostuff2.tumblr.com and then we have an Instagram which in 2022 I will be reviving and so we'll have a lot of content on there in our stories and going live a couple times too so be sure to follow us on Instagram and that's um, blackgirlsdostuff2 all right now Nice. Oh yeah. It, you, should I tell them what it's about? I mean, they know, right? Like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, hold on a second. I just want to make okay. a comment uh, about your plug that I really enjoyed. I, I liked yeah. how Tiff came in with the <laughs> with the Tumblr because it sounded the way that it sounds when you go back and add something in later. <laughs> Because you cut so seamlessly one to another, it's like, we also have a Tumblr. And then Tiff comes in with the, and I'm like, no, it really just happened live that way. You, really you, you two are in such good sync. I don't know oh. how we got that in sync. It just, it literally just happens. I think yeah. I just hear Tumblr and it just automatically comes out. She knows because I butcher the Tumblr address every time so bad <laughs> that I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to stop. She'll jump in. and y'all we're recording without video so there's no there's no visual cues it's it's their psychic rapport at work it is it's the years it's the years of knowing each other we've known each other for x amount of years that we will not name because we will also age ourselves (laughs) it's the love that connects us across the universe universe. we just spoke Mm -hmm. about (laughs) don't let me go murph
Don't let me go, Murph. Oh. But yeah, do you want to tell them a little bit about what Black Girls Do Stuff Do is all about? Yeah, so um, I'd say like high level pop culture, movies, TV, film, movies, TV. I don't say film, so movies and TV. Um, and it's basically, music. yeah, music. We do a little bit of all lifestyle, but we really focus more so on movie and TV, and we try to connect it with current events or things like that. But basically, we started it because. A lot of times when you see categories like horror, sci-fi, fantasy, um, you don't see, even action, you don't see a lot of black girls represented at the table. You rarely see black people and you really hardly ever see black girls. And we were like, those are the movies that we love the most and we want to talk about them and we want to bring that to the audience. And it's just been such a great reception with the podcasting world. And so we're really thankful for the listeners. So if you're into that stuff, come listen to us. We have our takes, like we'll talk about it, but then we'll throw on our comedy, we'll throw on our rapport. So I think you'll really enjoy it. What she said. Nice. <laughs> I love that. It's a, I love the inspiration behind your podcast. I've enjoyed listening to it. So definitely recommend. Thank and you. Thanks again for joining me this week. And I look forward to talking to you again sometime soon. Thank of course. Thank you. Thank us. you for having us. Not to worry. There's a new fiesta in the making. Join us at the Moon Tower, our Facebook listeners group. Until next time, just keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.